This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with me, Sharad. It's time for Pope Pope Parliament, our daily roundup of what goes on in the Day One riot. So important because it uh, makes you understand what our elected officials are up to. Now, today's session starts with a rather robust discussion on the government's plans to eradicate poverty. This was brought up by Tampin MP Datta Mohamed Issa, Mohamed Issa, who wanted to know how far along we've come. Now, the Minister of Economic Affairs, Rafizi Ramni, shared that efforts have been made to continue strengthening existing programs like Rama Cash Aid initiative or subsidies for entrepreneurs and projects to fix rural infrastructure. In terms of medium and long-term plans, Rafizi revealed that the People's Income Initiative has so far benefited some 4,000 households. Bagi strategi jangka masa sederhana dan panjang di bawah kajian separuh penggal rancangan Malaysia ke-12, pendapatan rakyat dipertingkatkan melalui program-program keusahawanan peningkatan kemahiran dan latihan kemahiran semula serta penyediaan dasar pelindungan sosial yang komprehensif. Inisiatif ini termasuklah program seperti inisiatif pendapatan rakyat atau IPR yang dilaksanakan oleh Kementerian Ekonomi yang meliputi penyediaan ekosistem yang lengkap dan bantuan secara in-kind diberi kepada peserta bagi menyokong dan menggalakkan mereka untuk menjalankan aktiviti ekonomi bagi menjana pendapatan tambahan secara mampan. Sehingga kini sejumlah kira-kira 4,100 isi rumah telah mendapat limpahan manfaat daripada hasil pelaksanaan program ini. The Tampin MP then asked if the government would review the methods they use to identify B40 groups and create subcategories of income groups so that financial aid can be better allocated. Rafizi acknowledged that gaps do exist within the current income scale used to determine the kind of help a household receives because it didn't account for various factors like dependence or even location. He said that this was the reason for the creation of PADU, which has been set up to streamline the data and uh, combine socio-economic information of every household in the country. Saya kira um, kesukaran yang ada sebelum ini ialah kerana infrastruktur pangkalan data itu tidak menyeluruh dan tidak memungkinkan kerajaan mengambil kira pemboleh ubah pemboleh ubah yang yang lain. Jadi sebab itu pendekatan sebelum ini ialah seberapa yang baik dilihat kepada pendapatan diukur kepada garis pendapatan. Uh, B40, M40 maka bantuan diberikan begitu sebab itu um, tindakan yang pertama ialah sudah tentu untuk kita mewujudkan padu dan dengan kemajuan teknologi dan juga sains data yang ada sekarang ia membolehkan kerajaan mengumpul lebih banyak maklumat yang ada jadi setakat ini padu um, mempunyai bagi setiap isi rumah keluarga Padu dijangka akan memboleh mempunyai pemboleh ubah sehingga 120 lebih pemboleh ubah bagi setiap isi rumah keluarga dan ini membolehkan kita beralih daripada pendekatan sebelum ini mengikut pendapatan semata-mata kepada pendekatan ke arah pendapatan boleh belanja bersih isi rumah maksudnya melihat kepada pendapatan kemudian ditolak kepada tanggungan-tanggungan 
dan diambil kira juga pemboleh ubah-pemboleh ubah lain seperti lokasi, jarak dan sebagainya termasuklah juga harta dan itu akan pada pandangan kerajaan akan memberikan gambaran yang lebih adil apabila kita sudah ada taburan berdasarkan pendapatan boleh belanja bersih ini maka kaedahnya adalah sama kita akan melihat taburan ini bagi setiap isi rumah keluarga dan kerajaan selepas itu boleh memastikan penyasaran bantuan itu adalah khusus kepada kumpulan-kumpulan tertentu dan dengan kaedah yang lebih kompleks daripada kaedah yang ada sebelum ini. Now, Rantau Panjang MP Datuk Siti Zailad Muhammad Yusof then brought attention to the fact that the number of hardcore poor that have been reported by various ministries don't line up. She wanted to know what was being done to clean up the system so no one is overlooked. Uh, Rafizi agreed. He said that there are discrepancies and they arise when families who are no longer eligible refuse to take their names off the ECASIA system. Another issue is that some of the hardcore poor, he said, have refused to participate in poverty alleviation programs, even after the government matched them with income-generating programs. He said that uh, they were more interested in receiving cash assistance. Uh, peraturan sekarang ialah um, untuk mendapat apa-apa bantuan daripada kerajaan, mesti ada nama dalam e-kasih. Jadi sudah tentu senarai dalam e-kasih ini yang ada daripada tahun 2007 akan ada yang tidak mahu keluar. Begitu juga pendekatan sebelum ini termasuk yang diusahakan oleh Kementerian Ekonomi apabila kita memprofilkan seberapa banyak keluarga di dalam ikasih yang dikira miskin tegak ini untuk kita padankan dengan program-program pembasmian kemiskinan secara puratanya sekitar 25 ke 30% menolak untuk terlibat di dalam apa-apa program kerana bagi mereka bagi saja bantuan tunai yang melibatkan menjana pendapatan semua ni dia dia tidak berminat kan The minister added that it was not practical for the government to focus uh, its attentions on cleansing the system that it would be better ways to approach this matter Perkara ini adalah dinamik dan kerajaan tidak boleh 24 jam sehari tumpu untuk memutihkan sahaja ada kaedah yang lebih baik Kaedah yang lebih baik ialah dengan kita menggabungkan seberapa banyak data yang ada di dalam jabatan-jabatan kerajaan. Jadi tindakan-tindakan ini yang dijalankan secara selari selain daripada menggerakkan pemutihan di dalam ikasih yang dijalankan oleh ICU, selain daripada pemetaan dan Pem, um, profiling dengan izin Puan Pertua yang dijalankan oleh Kementerian Ekonomi kepada miskin-miskin tegak ini ditambah pula dengan semak silang yang secara real time ini akan membolehkan proses pemutihan itu berjalan dengan lebih baik dan bila kita mula mengambil kira pula pemboleh ubah pemboleh ubah ekonomi yang lain bagi setiap isi rumah di dalam padu Saya yakin untuk tahun-tahun yang akan datang, kita akan mendapat angka kemiskinan yang lebih tepat dan juga kita boleh mendapat dengan izin Puan Yang Bertua insight kepada setiap kedudukan isi rumah keluarga miskin itu dengan lebih tepat supaya bentuk bantuan itu dapat diberikan dengan lebih tepat. Rafizi also explained that people listed in the e-kasih system experience varying forms of poverty and this means that they need different forms of help and that he hoped Padu will be able to identify these various needs. Daripada um, 100,000 lah yang ada di dalam uh, e-kasih itu contohnya, 
Miskin itu pun ada pelbagai bentuk. Ada yang miskin kerana dia memang sakit dan dia dah tidak ada keupayaan untuk bekerja. Yang ini perlu diberikan bantuan terus oleh kerajaan. Kita tak guna nak bagi dia program sana, program sini kerana dia memang bedridden contohnya. Tapi ada juga yang miskin sebenarnya yang berupaya untuk menjana pendapatan. Yang ini perlu diberikan program yang lain. Ada juga contohnya yang keluarga miskin tegar tetapi ketua isi rumahnya mungkin bermasalah. Sama ada dia penagih dadah, dia ada masalah jenayah yang lain, maka tumpuan itu boleh diberikan kepada anak atau isteri. Jadi dengan pangkalan data yang kita harapkan lebih bersepadu melalui padu nanti, maka pembasmian kemiskinan itu boleh dibuat secara lebih teratur, terperinci dan tersasar dan insyaallah itu akan mengurangkan masalah keciciran. Terima kasih. That was the Minister of Economic Affairs, Rafizi Ramli. Now, if you have thoughts on the government's efforts to streamline data or, in fact, uh, target um, poverty in different ways, you can share your thoughts uh, about what needs to be addressed and how it can be addressed. You can call us 7733-2900, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, the, the House moved on to a discussion of our tourism industry. Cebu MP Oscar Ling asked at what numbers of flights and passenger operations have returned to pre-pandemic levels. It sounds like we're back on track because Transport Minister Anthony Locke said that uh, air passenger traffic in the first nine months of this year had reached about 77% of pre-pandemic levels. He added that the government aims to increase the number of passengers by this year by about uh, 87 million and that this number is expected to return to pre-pandemic levels end of next year. Tahap pemulihan keseluruhan jumlah penumpang adalah pada kadar 77.5% antara Januari hingga September 2023 berbanding tempo yang sama pada tahun 2019. Pemulihan yang terbaik adalah penumpang domestik pada kadar 84.4% diikuti penumpang ASEAN pada 77.5% dan 63.4% untuk penumpang destinasi antarabangsa yang lain. Berkaitan pencapaian ketepatan waktu ataupun on-time performance, bagi penerbangan domestik, syarikat-syarikat penerbangan Malaysia telah merekodkan pencapaian 79% untuk suku ketiga 2023 berbanding 82% pada suku kedua 2023. Perincian pencapaian ketepatan waktu bagi suku ketiga 2023 adalah seperti berikut untuk SKS Airways 95%, Maswing 93%, Batik Air Firefly 77%, Malaysia Airlines 74% dan AirAsia 74%. Di samping itu, MAFCOM juga dalam proses menentukan taraf prestasi bagi pencapaian ketepatan dan kadar pembatalan penerbangan bagi syarikat penerbangan Malaysia. Proses ini dianggarkan akan selesai pada suku pertama 2024. Oscar also asked about what's being done to regulate domestic flights and get them to arrive and leave on time so that consumers can avoid issues like flight delays and cancellations. Anthony explained that there were many factors that lead to uh, flight delays, like the weather, and this was not something they could control. He did say, however, that the government is looking for an approach to set a target for on-time performance and that the government would take action against airlines that fail to reach the target. Kelewatan penerbangan ini ada pelbagai faktor. Ada perkara-perkara yang di luar kawalan syarikat penerbangan. Cuaca umpamanya. Macam mana nak kawal cuaca? Kalau cuaca tak baik, 
kapal terbang macam mana terbang. Jadi itu kena difahami. Bukannya syarikat-syarikat penerbangan sengaja melewat-lewatkan penerbangan mereka. Tetapi saya bersetuju bahawa ada banyak perkara yang perlu kita tambah baik, yang perlu kita perbaiki. Bukan sahaja syarikat penerbangan, tetapi juga lapangan terbang, juga air traffic management. Juga kena ketahui bahawa pengurusan trafik udara ini juga bukannya di bawah syarikat penerbangan. Itu pertama. Yang keduanya, memang dari segi ke arah untuk memperbaiki dan juga meningkatkan pencapaian syarikat-syarikat penerbangan dalam uh, on-time performance ini, kerajaan ataupun melalui MAFCOM akan juga mengambil tindakan sekiranya syarikat penerbangan gagal mematuhi kod perlindungan pengguna penerbangan Malaysia. Ini sesuatu yang kita akan uh, cari satu pendekatan bagaimana meletakkan satu sasaran on-time performance dan kalau mereka tak dapat uh, mencapai on-time performance itu, maka kemungkinan ada sesuatu tindakan yang akan diambil. That was Transport Minister Anthony Look. Now, if you, like me and many others, have uh, experienced flight delays, you can call. In fact, it's probably best to call Anthony Look. But okay, if you have to, you can call me too. Uh, the number is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can WhatsApp me on zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, or tweet us at BFM Radio. Remember, it's about flight delays. Who hasn't experienced that? Okay, on to updates about our rice. Uh, there's been quite a bit of conversation uh, in the House about rice recently. Earlier this week, our MP spoke about the issue of hoarding paddy seeds. Today, uh, Kuala Kedah MP asked about the government's immediate actions to deal with this pressing issue. The Minister of Agriculture and Food Security, Datuk Sri Mohamed Sabu, otherwise known as Mat Sabu, said that about 50,000 bags of legal paddy seeds will be approved uh, tomorrow and that uh, some 31,000 will be distributed to the Regional Farmers Association and the rest to Perlis and Kedah. He also said a task force will be launched uh, to make sure that retailers are selling paddy seeds at the ceiling price and that no hoarding happens. Yang ketiga dijangka pada 17 November akan lulus 50,000 kampit di mana 31,000 kampit akan diagih kepada PPK MADA dan selebihnya 19,000 kampit diagih pada negeri Perlis dan luar jelapang negeri Kedah. Yang keempat melancarkan task force operasi benih padi sah Zon Utara bermula 7 November 2023. Tempoh pelaksanaan task force op BPS ini diadakan selama dua minggu selama 7 November bermula 7 November hingga 21 November. Ini adalah untuk memastikan semua peruncit menjual mengikut harga yang telah ditetapkan oleh kerajaan dan tiada unsur menyorok benih padi sah. Uh, that conversation, uh, sorry, uh, the conversation on rice continued with Padang Tharap MP Nurul Amin Hamid asking whether the government was planning to increase the ceiling price and whether it was going to be done in phases. Matsabu said uh, that the current price of uh, 26 ringgit per 10 kilos of rice has not changed since 20 sorry 2008 and that any proposal to raise it needs to be fair to all parties including farmers, producers, traders and consumers. Memang saya kata tadi kita kena bagi keadilan kepada semua penanam padi, pengguna, orang yang meniaga, pengilang dan sebagainya. Memang harga 26 ringgit ini harga tahun 2008. Harga upah telah naik, harga lain telah naik, tapi harga beras masih harga 2008. 
Kalau nak berlaku kenaikan sebagainya Sebab itu saya sebut kita kena bincang dengan Kementerian Ekonomi Kementerian Keuangan KPDNK Supaya kalau berlaku perubahan misalnya Kita harap dapat uh, Kongsi bersama dan bagaimana kita nak bagi puas hati kepada semua pihak Termasuk di pihak kerajaan, termasuk di pihak pembangkang Dalam hal beras ini nampaknya ada berpandangan Sama pandangan soal harga ini supaya dapat dipertimbangkan Tapi kalau kita setuju nak bela petani angkat sebanyak Kementerian Ekonomi kena, kena bincang juga Apa impaknya kepada ekonomi uh, Majoriti rakyat Bagaimana dengan pengilang dan sebagainya Sebab itu sekurang-kurang empat kementerian ini kami sedang duduk berbincang dan sudah tentulah bersama dengan Kementerian Keuangan dan Food Security yang dipengurusikan sendiri oleh Perdana Menteri. Jadi perbincangan secara intensif ini kita buat sekarang ini. Termasuk pandangan-pandangan daripada ahli-ahli parlimen khasnya yang terlibat dalam kawasan penanaman padi. Terima kasih. That was the Minister of Agriculture and Food Security. That's Sri Mohamad Sabu. Now, what hap- would happen if the price of rice shot up? What would you do? Could you live without it? Or would you try to find alternatives? Um, you can call us on 7733-2900, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, or tweet us at BFM Radio. That's all we have for today's session of Parliament. Uh, but here's a quick rundown uh, of the topics that we covered. So there was the issue of eradicating hardcore poverty. There was also a question of delayed flights and, and whether in fact the tourist and uh, aerospace industry is coming back to pre-pandemic levels. Also, the question of whether the government is dealing with uh, the problem of a paddy seed hoarding and also uh, maybe long term, uh, the question of the price of rice. It hasn't changed since 2008. You can send your thoughts to us. Uh, remember, you can call us at 7733-2900. You can tweet us at BFM Radio, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our number 018-789-8899. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. Be free-minded, BFM 89.9. It's coming up to 5.39. This is the Evening Edition. I'm Sharad Kutin. Now, uh, we just had a discussion and a description of what happened in the uh, uh, parliament today, the Devan Rayat. Uh, many issues were covered, including the perennial problem of flight delays and cancellations and whether the government was going to institute a on-time performance um, target for airlines in the industry here. Also, whether the industry is picking up and going back to pre-pandemic levels. Also in the mix was a discussion of paddy seats, uh, Uh, hoarding of which and as well as the general problem of the price of rice and whether the government needs to think about uh, the need to raise it. Also in the mix was the question of uh, poverty eradication, especially among the hardcore poor, and whether we have a problem of good data. Now we have a voice note here that deals with the precise question of data and its importance in public policy. This is Sabrina. Hi, I set up a community-based rehabilitation in Batu Kikin, Negeri Sembilan. So I wanted to hire a physio, but before I want to hire a physio, I need to know what kind of uh, rehabilitation program that we want to roll out. So I asked uh, the local clinic how many uh, people are in Batu Kikin. They couldn't give me the data of hand, but after 
a few days, they came up with a gross, um, the, the data from 2020. So the thing is, we don't even know how many people live in our area. The second uh, point was, okay, they said, okay, I said, well, how many how many elderly people are here, you know, who live here? How many of them are having some form of disability? Because uh, based on the WHO data, there should be 10 to 15 percent of the local population who are disabled or elderly. So then I had to ask the JKM, the the state JKM uh, responded after 12 days and said that oh. Um, here, here you go. This is sort of like a raw data, and that is way back from 2013. So it means that, yeah, we need the permutihan. You really need to clean up the data. So the Excel sheet that they gave, I called every single number of one disability, uh, which was uh, visually impaired, and uh, 10 of them, only 10 of them uh, could be contacted, um, but another, you know, 70% couldn't, couldn't be contacted. So, uh, they are not merging all their data, they are overwhelmed. So, I had to be a social worker um, on Dipavali. So, now we know who reads where, uh, who, who lives where, so you need, Padu is really important, okay? So, Rafizi Ramli is put on. We, we need uh, uh, consolidated data so that we know the variables and then uh, yeah cash is king uh, we need to give cash especially for those who are sick thank you very much sabrina for that i mean you, the story you tell I, I wonder to what extent it's replicated across the nation right public spirited people like yourself uh, uh, health professionals kind of stymied by the lack of good data uh, that can help them shape their resource allocation right so there are issues around monitoring and how much uh, surveillance is being done by the government in a good sense uh, that will get them the data they need uh, to what extent i think the public is averse to or not interested in self-reporting. I mean, those could come through apps. And I think, you know, not to raise a, a big issue here, but, you know, MySajatra was, again, a platform to do precisely those things, right? In, including moving away from just COVID to uh, the monitoring of NCDs. So there are a lot of issues, I think, uh, when we want to get good governance uh, right, uh, we do need the right data. Uh, very interesting uh Again, very interesting story. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for that. Remember, we're talking about what happened in Parliament today, issues around flight delays. Uh, have you experienced any? You know, also about the price of uh, paddy. If the price of rice goes up, what would you do? Would you choose to a different staple? And and also, I think the, the, uh, the perennial question of how do we deal with our hardcore poor does seem that, at least in the House, uh, there is concern that uh, this is addressed and addressed in a holistic way. You can send your thoughts to us. Uh, remember, you can call us at double seven double three two nine hundred. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our number 018-789-8899. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.